Welcome back in Cougar Sports Saturday, powered by KSL Sports. Check out all of our coverage, kslsports.com and the KSL Sports app. BYU football opens up spring ball February 29th. We're breaking it down here on Cougar Sports Saturday. What position are we hitting on next, Matt? Let's do running backs, huh? So here's the group. LJ Martin, I think, is the clear-cut number one. At least that's what you want to have happen coming out of spring football. You retain Miles Davis. Hinkley Ropati back from injury. Enoch Nawahine. Nuka Luve Hilu. Are we missing anyone? Jovesa Damuni, who's back from a mission. And then Pokayana, Pokayawa Honga. He comes back from a mission. He's in the mix for spring ball as well. How do you feel about that group? I think it's thin. Yeah. And I think that there's potential. There's guys that I like. You know, it's a mixed bag because I like the potential of Nukaluve Hilu. I like the potential of Hinkley Ropati, Jovesa Damuni, Pokayana Honga, and LJ Martin. I like all their potential. I just feel like you're in a year where you would like to have just some proven commodity that's the clear-cut RB1, and that's why I think Aiden Robbins going to the NFL was a loss for this team. And, you know, even Aaron Roderick's pointed that, you know, he was the one guy that they really lost that they wanted to retain. So, uh, but I just, I, I'm curious to see who takes that big leap forward. LJ Martin, to me, is the clear-cut number one guy, but there's a high standard of what an RB1 should be in the Big 12. Is he Ollie Gordon? Is he Taj Brooks? Is he Devin Neal? That's the gold standard of what great running back play is in this league. Do you have anyone close to that? I don't think so right now. Right. Maybe L.J. Martin can become that guy. I love L.J. Martin. I think he's got a ton of ability, but I think there's a lot of room to grow, and I feel like this is an area where you got to hit the portal, I believe. It's hard to say. I, I, I see your point, and yet I also am very interested in a larger sample size of a Miles Davis and a Hinkley Rapati who at moments in their careers have proven to be someone that can put up 100 yards in a game. And Rapati at the end of the 2022 season – was a difference maker against Boise State and Stanford at the end of that year. And yes. Miles Davis was it earlier in 2022 against Wyoming, where, and I'm trying to, was it Utah State that he got hurt? I'm trying to remember off the top of my it head. It was. Here. And even last year against Cincinnati, Kalani Satanke is like, this guy can be a factor for us on a weekly basis. I'm not opposed to seeing what these guys can do in a larger role. However, it is a big risk to your point because. It is a very important year for BYU. They've got to get back to a bowl game. They've got to show that they're on an upward trend, especially with Utah joining the conference. Let's let's call it what it is. Now that Utah's back, there's going to be a, con- a constant competition between those two schools to be better in the Big 12. Yeah. And you don't have time necessarily to see what some of these guys can do. In a perfect world, you would. In, in the old college football worlds, you would – You'd keep this, and you'd and you develop it. Oh yeah, it's just can you do that? Hard to say. But to your point, I like L.J. Miles Hinkley. We don't know anything about Namahine and Hilu. There's good potential there, but they haven't shown it. Whereas the other three have shown it against decent competition. I would say too with running backs. I do feel like we're experiencing maybe a pivot in college football. Think about the national champion, Michigan. Run-based, physical offensive line. That can work in today's college football. Maybe we see teams adopt that more. We're seeing it already in the Big 12. 
know, the best teams in this league had great running backs. You know, Jonathan Brooks at Texas was a dang good one, too. They won the Big 12 before he suffered his injury. Maybe, you know, even though the quarterback unit, as we discussed, is not up to the standard of what BYU typically expects, can this group, the running backs, elevate themselves and become a far better product than what they've been in the past? You know, the offensive line, I think it plays a big role in the success of this group. There's talent here, though, and I, I'm willing to see it play out, but just part of me feels like you got to go into April feeling like you got to get another guy because unlike quarterback, a running back could step in in spring and be a dude for you in the fall. Uh, it's tougher to expect a quarterback to arrive in May and say, hey, I'm the guy, I'm the face of your program, and I wasn't here through all the thick and thin and winter conditioning and the grind, but I'm now your leader. Like Running back's a little bit different to me where my you only, can do that. My only question with that, though, is – Who's hitting it post-spring that you are dying to have? Because at the end of a season, there's a lot of great guys that go in for various reasons. I Do all those same reasons apply to the group coming out of spring where they didn't win a job or they're unhappy with their situation? Do you want any of those guys? Yeah, I think that in a similar situation to like Tyson Williams where it was just they laid out, you're going to be RB by committee. And some coaches will say, hey, you're going to be RB1C. And some guys might hear that. And so they want to be a bigger workload. And does BYU, are they able to offer a massive Tyler Algier workload? Probably not. But uh, they could show a track record of successful RB transfers. I mean, BYU has got guys to where they're paying, making check or receiving checks after their days at BYU. Tyson Williams, Chris Brooks. Tyler Algier was a homegrown guy, but I bet Aiden Robinson is going to get an undrafted free agent deal or seventh-round opportunity. So uh, they've got a track record of saying, hey, you come to BYU as a transfer, you will get paid after leaving here. We can get you there. So I think that helps their cause too. On the offensive line side, switching to the big fellas up front, it's uh, it's going to be a new group. There's a lot of changes there. You obviously return Connor Pay. You get Waylon Lapawaho back. Who are some of those guys that are going to fill the shoes vacated by a Kingsley Suamataia? Braden Kime, I think he's going to have to be a star, and I think he'll be really good for BYU. I think him coming back as a COVID senior is massive for the Cougars. Uh, I'm curious to see what Caleb Etienne can provide. Kalani gave some hope. I mean, coming out of spring, uh, signing day on Wednesday saying, I, I don't want to put too much expectations, but I love what I'm seeing from Caleb Etienne. Could be one of the great stories of this BYU football team. That would change that whole group. It if would. he can live up to the size and the ability. Jake Eichhorn from Weber State. He comes back, an interior guy, more of a guard. Uh, a guy that I'm kind of curious by, Trevin Osler. He was getting some first-team snaps last year in spring. Former Bountiful High guy. What does he become this year? Peter Falanico is more of a backup center. You've also got Jake Griffin. Who I remember uh, Jeff Grimes was very high on when they signed him out of Mesa, Arizona. He had to, add, had to add about 50 pounds to his frame when he came back from the mission last year. Where's he at physically to be an offensive tackle? Caden Chidester will be a good one for BYU down the road. So they've got time. And then, of course, Joe Brown from Lone Peak could be the wild card in the group. All right, let's take a break. News, traffic, and weather coming your way on the other side. BYU quarterback Gary Bohannon, he joins the show.